Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Public. I'm your host, as always, Matt Odegaard, and today we're going to do something a little bit differently. This is uh, just a theology thought with Matt. I'm just thinking about some things. I was uh, watching The Lord of the Rings and reading along and, and kind of going back and forth a little bit there, and there's a great scene that I want to talk about, so I know this might be a little bit nerdy, but I am going to also bring it into the Bible, and we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 6 in a moment, because I think there is a parallel that's good for us to realize in this time when we're doing current events from a Christian perspective, but more than that, we're looking at how to live out your faith wherever you find yourself. So this is something that's kind of been bouncing around in my head. I'm just going to kind of get it through, and you can see what you like. You can leave a message or comment, check out any of the social medias, and I would love to hear from you about your thoughts on this or anything else that's going on in the current time. So again, this is Church Public, and I'm your host, Matt Odegaard. All right, so again, my name is Matt. I was reading through the Lord of the Rings, and uh, this is part one, J.R.R. Tolkien. And I, I'm I'm going to get to the I'm going to get to the punchline rather quick here, and just say there's a great scene with Gandalf, and he's standing on the bridge where this old creature, and he you probably if you've seen it, you know this is an epic an epic moment in all the films where he's standing on this bridge. There's a lot going on. This creature emerges from the depths. And Gandalf stands in front of it and stops it. So I think I've got just a little picture here. If for those that are listening on audio, you know, maybe you're imagining it. If you were just reading the book, you're imagining it. I think the movie did a fairly good job of kind of illustrating. This is another illustration of this um, uh, Balrog creature that's coming out. And Gandalf is stopping it. So, you know, he's his friends are in danger. Gandalf is there. And, and he stops this creature. Here's, here's my point, though. There is a subtle change in the dialogue in the movie. So if you haven't read the book in a while, uh, one, I recommend it because it's just incredible writing. But two, it's a little different than the movie. That's obvious because this book is really, really thick. And even though the movie is very long, it doesn't quite do the whole thing. But in the book, uh, Gandalf has a phrase... And in the movie, it's a different phrase. Okay, so in the movie, the phrase is, you shall not pass. And this is an epic moment for those that remember this moment, right? He's standing on the bridge, and he's there, and he says, you shall not pass. And he stops this big demon-looking thing. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want to spoil the movie, but if you haven't seen it, it's it's a tragic ending. And it's an epic moment and a tragic ending. However, in the book, that's not what Gandalf the wizard says. And this is this is important. And we are going to get to the Bible with this. I'm going to make a little kind of stretch out the illustration a little bit. But I think it's important. <coughs> Excuse me. Because in the movie, he says, you shall not pass. In the original, um, here's just a, a little clip. I, I took a picture of the book. Um, this is the Balrog. And in the book, I highlighted it here. It says, you cannot pass. Now, you say, Matt, what's the difference? You shall not pass. You cannot pass. But listen, this may sound the same, but it is different. And the different is a difference of kind. I'm not going to get into the elf lore of the series. The bottom line is a different of kind, not a difference of degree. And here's what I mean. 
Gandalf is actually a class of being that has spiritual power, the power to stop this ancient evil, not by the sheer act of his will, but by actual power, by class. He outclasses this demon. The word cannot illustrates this. You cannot pass. He is literally making a truth, a true statement. You cannot pass. You may think you can, but you cannot. Whereas you shall not pass is exciting in the movie because it feels like he's demonstrating his power and saying you shall not pass and forcing the demon to stop. But that's just a force of willpower. There's a difference here, and I think it's an important difference. And this is what is going to lead us into the Bible and Ephesians in a moment. The former being is stronger by nature. Gandalf is stronger by nature. This is the important thing. The movie version shows a giant dragon demon attacking an old man. That's why this picture is really cool. You see this huge dragon demon attacking a tiny man. And by all, you know, view of this, you would think, well, he's just going to get annihilated. That little man who's old and kind of frail is just going to get annihilated by this giant demon. And then when that doesn't happen, you go, wow, that was incredible. And you believe you shall not pass. Gandalf just wills the being to stop. But the actual words in the book are something deeper. It's a spiritual reality that Tolkien was pointing to and pointed to throughout much of his writing. It points to this spiritual reality that is at play. The force of good, the spirit of truth in Gandalf will win no matter what, even in the moment where all hope seems lost. The demon cannot pass. Tolkien often references this idea that spirit is greater than form in his works. So why do I tell this story? Because I think this seems to be a great example of what Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, 12. He talks about this and he talks about this when he talks about the armor of God. And this is important. He says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is a really important point. And then he goes on, verse 13, this is 6.13, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual reality is real. We just don't necessarily see it. Tolkien realized this and wrote an epic story to illustrate some of the spiritual things that are going on in and around the real world. 2 Corinthians talks about this as well. 2 Corinthians 10. Galatians, Paul talks about this as well. Galatians 5. You have an enemy, Satan, who at every moment of your life seeks your spiritual demise. John 10.10. 10. Also 1 Peter 5.8. This imagery, this language, this reality is presented all throughout the Bible. You will personally stumble and fall and fail because you are just human. And it's not a game, it is a battle, as Paul points out in Ephesians 6. But it is something to pay attention to and not lose focus, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. This is very serious business between you, between your God. You need to be vigilant to not let your spiritual guard down, as Paul tells us in Ephesians 4 as well. Because when you least expect it, your enemy will attack you, and he will do so mercilessly. Again, 2 Corinthians 2, 1 Peter 5. C.S. Lewis, a great friend of Tolkien, said, The enemy will not see you vanish into God's company without an effort to reclaim you. In other words, the enemy will come after you if you follow after Jesus. It's like everyone is ducking around you, but you decide to pop up your head, and now you're just out there a prime target for the enemy. That's just what happens in spiritual life. Remember, Believer, in your flesh, you're just dust, 
Psalm 103, 14. And in your own strength, you are no match for Satan. You need to keep that in mind. However, in Christ, you're not your own power. You have to go into each day in the strength of the Lord and the power of his might, knowing apart from Christ, you can literally do nothing. James 15, 5. And after all, as we hear from James, you can stand firm against the devil and his schemes. James 4, 7. Because as I mentioned, the same power in you is the power that raised Christ from the dead. Listen to this from Romans 8. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through a spirit who dwells in you. You cannot pass. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross and the power that you have. Amen.